0: Hi, I'm Keith Moore and we welcome you to Faith School. Faith School's the place where my spirit is fed, where my faith grows stronger and where I learn how to be an overcomer. There is a way to win. There is. The Lord says so. He said he won't allow you to be in a situation where you can't win and where there's no escape. He won't permit it. So whatever you're in, you know there's a way out. There's a way of victory. There's a way of triumph. And it will involve faith. It'll involve God but it'll involve your faith too. So get your Bible, get something to make a note with, come into the classroom and let's feed that faith today. Father, all of us, Agree Together is touching this, asking you for anointing, utterance, ministering to us, Lord, in spirit, soul, and mind, and, and body, quickening us with your strength, giving us the answers and direction we need for right now. We ask for it in Jesus' name. We thank you for it. Amen. Amen. Would you look please in 1 Corinthians the 10th chapter again, we've been on a series that we're calling Overcoming Unbelief. 1 Corinthians 10 and verse 1, he said, moreover brethren, I would not that you should be ignorant how that all our fathers were under the cloud, all passed through the sea, and were all baptized under Moses in the cloud and in the sea and did all eat the same spiritual food, and did all drink the same spiritual drink. For they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. But with many of them God was not well pleased, for they were overthrown in the wilderness. Now these things were our examples. Everybody say, my example. example. Our examples to the intent we should not Lust after evil, evil things like they did. Verse 7, don't be idolaters like they were. Verse 8, not committing fornication like they did. Verse 9, don't tempt Christ like they did. Verse 10, don't murmur like they did. Verse 11, now all these things happen to them for in samples or types, and they're written for who? Our admonition. Upon whom the ends of the world are come. Wherefore, let him that thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. There has no temptation taken you but such as is common to man. Now they see that he didn't change subjects here. They thought these were situations they couldn't overcome. They were wrong, because here it says, "God's faithful." Everybody say God is faithful. God is faithful. God is faithful. God is faithful. Now to do what? He will not suffer you. He will not allow you. He will not permit you to be tempted, tested, tried above that which you're able, but will with the temptation make a way to escape. Was there a way out for them? Could they have triumphed instead of failed? Could they have believed God instead of doubting him and saying they're going to die? Could they have gone into the promised land instead of dying in the wilderness? Yes, and that's why he's saying all these things. He said, that's not, that's not just history. It is history, but it's not just history. It's living examples for every generation to follow, to look at that and see what not to do, to see how to make the change so you're not robbed like they were. And so what we've been doing that, we started in Exodus, and we saw the crossing of the Red Sea. They failed a test there. God brought them through anyway. Then the waters of Merah, they started murmuring and complaining. God took care of it anyway. And then one, two, three, four, ten episodes from there to Kadesh Barnea. And they never changed. They kept responding in disrespect, unbelief, blaming, murmuring, complaining. Did they have to do that class? No, they didn't. Do we have to do it today? We don't have to do that. There's something else you can do. Tell me about a challenge. (laughs) Every challenge is what? Opportunity Opportunity to do what? Demonstrate. Demonstrate our trust and faith in our God. Will it be a choice? Whether I become despondent and hopeless and whatever and say, we're all going to die. We're not going to make it. Uh, There's no way. Couldn't I use the same breath to say, God's brought us through many times before. huh? He'll do it again. He is the faithful God. Right? We will overcome. Our needs will be met. We'll get it done. We'll get out of this. There is a way of escape. There's a way of victory. And it's a choice. You don't have to see how you're going to get out to say that. You just have to choose to believe that. Now go back with me to Numbers, if you would, that 20th chapter. And we are studying one by one these events where they failed to believe. And we're up to the 13th event, which is, uh, we're calling it the waters of strife. The waters of strife here in in chapter 20. It said the children of Israel came to the desert of Zin. Miriam died and was buried there. Verse 2 there was no water for the congregation. Challenge. They gathered themselves together against Moses and against Aaron, and they chode or strove, argued and quarreled and fought against Moses and Aaron. When people are miserable, and unhappy, and in a bad way. If they have no faith, they will blame others, and and lash out at them, and take their frustrations out on other people, which is an evil thing to do. It is a hypocritical, dishonest thing to do, because if you've been with us in our study at all, is it Moses' fault? That they're here without water? No, sir. They should already be. In the promised land. Yes. Is that right? Yes. And the Lord said. I've picked out the place for you. It's a beautiful place. You don't even have to irrigate it. Like you did over in Egypt. No I rain on it. In the beginning of the season. And I finish it up with the latter rains. It's a land that flows. With milk and honey. And I got for you over there, houses already built, Uh, wells already dug, orchards, vineyards already planted and producing. Now, you got to remember what kind of dream this would be for anybody, but especially for a slave. Is that right? You were a slave a few months ago. Now you're going to be a landowner, house owner, huh? They should already be there in the house with the well. Yes. Plenty of water. They shouldn't even be dealing with these water problems in the desert. They're dealing with water problems and shortage in the desert because they're not in the will of God. Because and, and is it Moses' fault? No. no. He tried to tell them what to do. When they got to Kadesh Barnea, the Lord says, I've given you the land. Go up and possess it. What was it time to do? Go 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 get it. What'd they do? They came back and they sat in their tents and they cried all night long. And they said, we can't. We can't. We'll all die over there. They'll kill every one of us. The giants are too big. The walls are too tall. So whose fault is it? They've got no water. Whose fault is it they're still in the desert? But see, they're dishonest. They're blaming somebody else. You reckon that's still going on today? That people are blaming others because they didn't obey God. And they're going through things they shouldn't even be going through. They're still stuck in situations they should have come out of even years ago. But you won't get help. Blaming others. The help comes when you come to God and you confess. And you say, Lord, I didn't listen to you. I should have listened to you. I repent. Have mercy on me. Now you can come out. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Because he gives mercy and grace to the humble, to the honest. So they blamed him. They blamed Moses. They blamed Aaron. They said, would God we had died when our brethren died before the Lord. Wished we were dead. Wished we were already dead. Why have you brought up the congregation of the Lord into the wilderness? That wasn't his will. Now, I know I keep saying this, but it's annoying uh, to keep hearing people blaming God for their dry, desperate, desolate situations, Mm -hmm. and they're saying, You know, I don't know why God did this to me. And I don't know why God won't hear my prayers. When over and over and over again, he told them to do something. Sometimes even years ago. And they wouldn't do it. They rebelled against it. Or too scared to do it. Or any number, exactly what he, why would 1 Corinthians in the New Testament, Hebrews chapter 3 and 4 in the New Testament, tell us, look at this. Be aware of this. Don't let this happen to you because the same thing happens. Even though our covenant is different, uh, sin is the same, temptation is the same, the enemy is the same, faith is the same, God's the same, human nature's the same. And so we got to be on the watch for this evil thing called unbelief. And a big characteristic of unbelief is blaming others. Now, Phyllis, my wife and I have been in the ministry, you know, for 40-some years now. And, man, you see it over and over again. People that you just get stuck in situations because they won't admit uh, their own mistakes. They won't admit how they got to where they are. And I say sometimes, give me a sinner who knows they're a sinner, Mm -hmm. right? Right. And won't play games about it, instead of a Christian Playing games, quoting scriptures, pretending things didn't happen. Huh? You can help somebody that goes, Yeah, I messed up. I know I did. I did it. Yeah, it was me. <laughs> huh? You can work with that. Is that right? You can work with that. But this thing about, I don't know what you're talking about. No, I'm sanctified. <laughs> We've all made mistakes, right? And the way you get out of them is not by pretending they didn't happen. Not by ignoring your, your mistakes. You must acknowledge it, admit it, make a change, and receive the forgiveness, receive the clean. See, why do you need to receive forgiveness if you didn't do anything wrong? See, people say, well, yeah, but Jesus already paid for it. Yeah, but that doesn't mean you've received it. And if you want to admit you messed up, You're not going to receive anything. So folks have had some wrong ideas, even about grace, where these things are concerned. You must receive what the Lord has freely given. So here they're blaming, blaming, blaming. Verse 6, Aaron and Moses went and fell before the Lord on their face, and the glory of the Lord appeared, and the Lord spoke to them, verse 7, and uh, isn't the Lord merciful Because here he's going to, he's going to give them a miracle that'll get them some water. Why? Because they, they deserve it. No. (laughs) Because they need it. Right? Should he even uh, be having to work a miracle to give them some water? No. He's got water in the promised land. Is that right? Wells. They didn't dig. He said, I already found them for you. Already gave them to them. They shouldn't need this miracle. But you know, even if you get yourself in a way and you need a miracle, you shouldn't even need, God's merciful. Isn't he? He is so gracious. He is so kind. He said, look, I'm going to take care of it. And so he said, here's what you do. You take your rod, gather the assembly together, you and Aaron, your brother, and speak to the rock before their eyes and it'll give forth his water. And you'll bring forth to them water out of the rock. Everybody say, that rock was Christ. Isn't that what the scripture said? That rock was Christ. So you'll give the congregation and their beasts, or beasties, cows, goats, sheep. God waters them all. And Moses took the rod from before the Lord as he commanded. And Moses and Aaron gathered the congregation together before the rock. And he said to them, Here now, you rebels, must we fetch you water out of this rock? And Moses lifted up his hand, and with his rod he smote the rock twice. He shouldn't have smote it at all. What did the Lord tell him to do? Speak. Speak to the rock. And the water came out abundantly, and the congregation drank, and their beasts also drank. Here's something very interesting. Some have wrongly assumed that if a miracle occurred, it confirmed the ministry that it occurred under, or that it uh, confirmed, or was God's stamp approval of approval on their doctrine or their teaching or them? Not necessarily. Because here, the man of God missed God. Is that right? And they still got the miracle. Is that right? With him actually rebelling against the commandment of the Lord, they still got the miracle. Why? Well, there was more people involved than Moses. Right? They're about to starve out there uh, of thirst. And so God took care of them and performed the miracle in spite of the minister's disobedience. Hmm? Now notice with me in, uh, in the book of Psalms, because we're given detail about what happened with this. Um, go to the book of Psalms. Psalm 78 Tells us, it gives us more detail about how this happened. You've got to picture it now. You're in the blazing sun. This is desert, desolate. I mean, nothing green, no water, far as the eye can see. And comes blasting out of this rock, gushing streams of water. Well, there was nothing but a rock. Now, we're talking about the goodness of our God. We're talking about the power of our God. We're also talking about Christ, mm-hmm. aren't we? We got to keep reminding yourself of that. Listen to Psalm seventy-eight, fifteen. Seventy-eight, fifteen says, "He clave the rocks in the wilderness, and gave them drink as out of the great depths." So there was no water anywhere around there. There was no water close to the surface. Now you'll hear people, you know, that don't believe in God try to explain things. You know, I heard somebody a while back trying to explain the Red Sea splitting. And they said, well, no, you know, sometimes there were times when the the, the uh, uh, plates shifted and the water receded. And so it was a time where they could walk across. Yeah, but uh, uh, in the same day, uh, grown men and horses drowned there. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, and someone said, well, it's only ankle deep. Well, <laughs> no, it don't work. The story don't work. Right? <laughs> horses don't drown in ankle deep <laughs> yeah. water. And, and the same kind of thing here. Well, you know, there was probably water just right there under the surface. And he tapped that rock and it started coming out. Enough to feed thousands of flock Uh -uh, uh -uh. from the depths. Even in the desert, there are aquifers deep. Is that right? Nowhere near the surface, though, many times. And God brought them out of the great depths. Verse 16, he brought streams also out of the rock and caused waters to run down like rivers. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Like rivers. Well, it would take that, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. To, to slake the thirst of two million people mm-hmm. and all of their livestock. You're not talking about a few barrels of water. Streams. Like rivers. And that rock was Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, somebody say rivers. rivers. And, streams and streams of water. Of water. In, uh, in Psalm 105. Psalm 105, 41, said he opened the rock, opened the rock, and the waters gushed out. This is Psalm 105, verse 41. He opened the rock, and the waters gushed out. They ran in the dry places like a river. Now, in barren desert, how much water gets soaked up immediately by the sand? And how much water is getting evaporated by the intense heat. And you still got streams and rivers enough to flow out of a rock. Come, it come blasting out of there. Gushing out of there. And, and, and formed streams like little rivers. Psalm 114 talks about it. Psalm 114, 7 and 8. says, Tremble thou earth at the presence of the Lord, at the presence of the God of Jacob, Psalm 114.8, which turned the rock into a standing water and the flint into a fountain of waters. So this was not some little brittle uh, rock. This was hard rock. And fountains... And gushing. And then of course. A standing water. This this became like. An oasis pool. Without the palms and everything. <laughs> in the middle. You might call of nowhere. In, in nothing around it. Isn't this a picture. Of the dryness. And desolation. Of man without God. Huh. Uh, of the thirst that nothing can satisfy and the thirst that brings you to the point of death but then the amazing refreshment and reviving hallelujah Hallelujah. Hallelujah. that comes out of Christ that rock was Christ somebody say that rock was Christ that rock was Christ Christ. Christ. hallelujah Hallelujah. Uh, Isaiah 48 talks about it as well You don't mind reading these scriptures, do you? Isaiah 48, 21. Isaiah 48, 21 says, They thirsted not when he led them through the deserts. That's one of the things the Lord was doing. Now, he did intend to bring them through the desert to get to the promised land. That was his plan, but it wasn't supposed to take a long time. But they were supposed to see demonstrations of God's power and love and faithfulness, he wanted to show them, and for us to still be seeing it and talking about it, how God can and will provide for you. It doesn't matter where. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter where you are. They didn't have fields or barns or grocery stores. There was no food, and he fed them. Is that right? Yes. Out of the sky. The Bible said man did eat angels' food. He rained it right out of the sky. And there was no place for water. And there would have been no place for them to get to it quickly enough to save their life. But God can feed you anywhere. Yes. Amen. Is that right? Yes. Anywhere. anywhere. I mean on the moon. Okay. Is that right? Amen. On the backside of Saturn. Is that? Right? People say, "Well, you know, isn't that ridiculous to say that Jonah got swallowed up by a great fish?" You know, that's just ridiculous. A man can't live inside a fish. It said God prepared a fish. So if He prepared a place, He could prepare a place inside the core of the earth. Is that right? He could prepare a place on any planet. If He prepared a place, you can exist there, right? <laughs> And if he created the planets and the stars and the matter and the energy, never underestimate what the creator can do. And if he said he he can do it, he can do it. And what we should learn from this is that do not say, well, you know, we can't prosper here. If God told you to be there... You can prosper there. Yeah, but I'm a missionary to X amount, and they don't even have any money at all, and they're, you know, they're walking everywhere. You can prosper there. They can prosper there. We, I have friends who are missionaries to places that were greatly impoverished, and it's, it's so wonderful to see when they got a hold of the message of God being the provider and of faith and sowing and reaping and these things. They began to believe for bicycles. Well, they had nothing. And then they got bicycles. And then they got new bicycles. And then somebody started a bicycle business. And then somebody started a bicycle repair business. And then somebody got a car. Hey! Hey! And then somebody else got a car. I mean, God can prosper you Anywhere. Somebody say, anywhere. 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 He can feed you. He can water you. He can prosper you. I want you to say it out loud My God God can can prosper me me anywhere, Anywhere. in any situation, in in any any economy, under any government. In any, place In any place on the planet where he wants me to be, where he, wants me to he, be. Can he can and he, will and he will take care of me. Take care of me. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You believe that, you decree that, you say that, you will not lack. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not lack. Hallelujah. Shall not want, shall not lack. Can you say amen? Amen. Of course, now you know, it's important what we just said, to be where he told you to be. That's, that's a big part of it. Be where he told you to be. And so even, they shouldn't have even been experiencing this drought and no water. If they had followed him, they'd have already been in the promised land. But even when you have messed up so bad, and you have just messed everything up, and you are starving to death and about to die, don't quit. Call on God. Is that right? Call on God and he in his mercy will blast. Wonderful. Cold. Don't you think that water tasted good in the desert? Came down from deep and it's cold. Cold water in the desert? Somebody should have been shouting hallelujah. There should have been some music being played. Is there should have been some jumping and shouting because God is such a good God. Well, our times up again? Let's say it like we do. I live by faith, I walk by faith. I overcome the world by faith. I am strong in faith, giving glory to God. Amen, amen. We'll see you next time here in Faith School. I've got victory, living inside Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website. Our call is at 941 702 7390.